thank you for tuning in this week and your continued support for me. However, there's a way for you to further that support, and that's by leaving a rating and review. It helps to circulate my show to gain more traction and notoriety. If you haven't done this already, please press pause and submit one. Again, thank you for your continued support. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Intellectual Rant. I'm your host Brianna Janae, and today we got a little we got a little popping episode. We starting off the season real heavy, okay? <laughs> I wasted no time getting these uh, guests on here, and one today near and dear to my heart. Okay, this is going to be one of my favorite conversations. I already know. I'll, I'll let him go ahead and introduce himself. Go ahead and let the let the people know who you is. <laughs> What's happening, uh, intellectual rant family? Uh, it's Jonathan Nasser, aka J Smooth. Okay. And I am happy to be here um, with the the one and only Bree. My name <laughs> is, uh, means gift from God, and I um, you know I'm just I, I hope to uh, to live up to that today. Um, and bless y'all with with some information about health and uh, just tell you a little bit about myself and overall just have a great conversation with Bree. Come on, somebody. You said gift from God. Let me <laughs> let y'all know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all about to get blessed. I think y'all will. I think a lot of gems will be dropped, a lot of food for thought. This, this is uh, going to be a good episode. <sighs> so how have everything been with you like this past week? Like how have you been holding up with like your work schedule, family, all that good stuff? Yeah, you know, um, we I've been having this conversation a lot, um, especially with my my family, and um, I always feel like Black History Month is you know um, always bittersweet for me. You know, and the, the month of February is always super fast. Um, it's always filled with a lot of great events yeah. um, and commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a tough month too. Um, two of my like pivotal family members had um, passed away in the month of February too, and um, recently? and so I'm always, uh, n- not recently, oh, but, okay. uh, within the last, uh, 20 years or so, but these were people who like my grandmother and, and my uncle, and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about them today because a lot of, of our topic will be about health. And, um, so I'm always reflective during this time too. Um, but also have a lot to celebrate the five, five or six of my friends have birthdays in this month as well. So it's just a, you know, it's a really busy month for me. Um, and, you know, I work for a nonprofit that helps students get into higher ed as well. And so this is like a major outreach month for me. Mm. Um, so I feel like uh, it's reflective, it's busy, uh, a lot celebratory too. And then, you know, obviously with the pandemic as well and all that that's going on, just trying to read the tea leaves and get a sense of what kind of year we're going to have. Right. Not read the tea leaves. Okay. I, yeah. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I, I can agree. Um, yeah. I mean this, this, I was going to mention when we get into the fact that, but you already brought up February because this airs um, at the beginning of women's history month. And so mm-hmm. we very much are recording in black history though. <laughs> And uh, yeah. a couple things I'll bring up, like, I, I kind of feel the same way. Like, February is is kind of more than 
over the years it's become more than just black history for me mm-hmm. like even like right now like we're recording in the one um year anniversary of the beginning of the intellectual rant so like it's very yeah. very celebratory um and yeah i can agree i um but yeah i'm glad to do i'm glad to hear that you're doing well and you've got these like you sound very balanced <laughs> i should say because yeah Whew, man. A lot of work goes into that, you know. I uh, hear you. <laughs> For real. Yeah. I, I truly aspire to be. Um, yeah, I recently um, just had some... I'm like, okay, I'm a bit dramatic. <laughs> I was about to nah, catastrophic. Be you, be <laughs> this is your platform. <laughs> oh, my, oh, I had some catastrophic. Like, no, no. Um, yeah. But I did recently just get roped into some things that... Mm-hmm. Um, were out of my control and I was having like some hard days to get through uh this past week but overall just where I'm at right now in my my headspace is just kind of like keeping my eye on the prize you know like I'm still on the right path I haven't like you know strayed from the path that I'm on I'm just kind of like slowing down and even that is to be celebrated I've come to like realize you know what i'm saying like even though you're slowing down you're still headed in the right direction so keep your eye on the prize type of attitude <clears throat> but yeah i Absolutely. um yeah i've been like trying to redefine like my work um i've mentioned on the show before i um do a lot of uh behavioral work with children mm-hmm. and um yeah i kind of want to grow that um i want to grow it for myself and not someone else, but you know, yeah. I got to get it how I can. And so, yeah, I've been like thinking about redefining that. Cause I've been going through this like whole rebrand process and like mm-hmm. getting merchandise up and getting like all my booking sites up and all this good stuff. And I'm just like, I should do that with my nine to five, even though like yeah. I don't treat it as a nine to five because it's actually something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like where I've been at this past couple weeks and things like that. So I'm on the better end of things right now, so I'm I'm, yeah. I'm happy for it because you know, like you just when you revisit these emotions like sadness or anger or all these other feelings and emotions, kind of like it's kind of pointless to live in them at this. You know what I'm saying? Because you've experienced them how many times in your life? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At my very big age of 45 years old, <laughs> I've experienced <laughs> anger, sadness, and excitement. Like you know, um, like. I don't know how many times. So I already know how they feel. And the ones that don't serve me is kind mm-hmm. of pointless to live in for mm-hmm. longer than I need to. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now toward at the end of my week. So <sighs> I'm glad to be heading into another week. I'm glad we're here with this episode. And, and yeah, I'm like, I on the prize. Is this the, is the gym? I'm a drop. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, Bri, I always one thing I always um, appreciated and, and respected about you, and, and even just in our conversations about the projects that you're working on, is um, it, there is this process that we go through to to kind of like pretty much unload or release some of the some of the ways of life or some of the people around us, um, just some of the the flow that we get caught up in and. Uh, we probably learned from K through 12 or, uh, you know, college or, right. you know, our parents. And mm-hmm. and I think, like, one thing I want to just kind of bring to light 
you know, just to shed on what you're talking about is we're, we're really in the process of trying to live out our dreams, you know, and it's really uncomfortable and difficult at times because we're really, I don't know about you, but I'm really like passionate about some of the stuff that I'm doing. And sometimes when it doesn't work out the way I, or even if the day doesn't start out the way I want it to, it's really an uphill battle. You almost have to fight, you know, for success every day, every minute, and it'd be wearing you out, you know, and especially if you, um, you know what I mean? If you just balancing so many other things that get in the way of that, like a, a nine to five that you don't like, or, um, you know, having to commute somewhere or just things that kind of suck energy out of you. And so, mm-hmm. um, I just want to like, like show, so show like some respect and, you know, affirm the process that you're going through to kind of continue to put out good energy, despite all the, uh, oh, sometimes man, the I barriers obstacles and the hurdles you got to jump through physical and like mental. And I don't think people understand. That's why I, this is mm-hmm. a, a very much needed episode. But I really appreciate those uh, kind words. I, I just, I've, um, I don't know what point I would have to like sit alone and think about what point in my life that I decided this. But I just, what you put out into the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to like kind of. Um, set in on the fact that like not not allowing your circumstance or other individuals to alter your true heart i i learned that the hard way but now that i'm here there's no going back right so that's just kind of like just some insight of like where that derives from (laughs) because like like i said like there's no point in like wallowing right if you've already been there and you just kind of like trying to seize like I don't the prize seize the day <laughs> just kind of like yeah. you know what I'm saying like make the best out of out of everything that you possibly can even though there it, it's easier said than done right because we've all yeah. been there and it's just kind of like it's easier to 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 stay where you are but I mean when you when we wake up every day and we actively choose positive over negative you know what i'm saying the outcome yeah. is is greater so yeah that's what i mean like i that eye on the prize man that's i'm speaking of it very lightly but like that is that is the real gem like if you can just focus it really doesn't matter what's going on around you because your eye is on the you've got to get to where you need to be you know yeah so yeah i i, I appreciate that a lot but yeah, I mean, speaking of, uh, we just mentioned mental health. I would like to jump into the highlight segment and shed light on you guessed it, burr, 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 mental health. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've talked about it on the show a lot. I will forever talk about it on the show. Um, I just want to um put out there. We know that mental health is is important, right? But that's kind of like surface. Everybody always talks about how mental health is important, mental health is important, mental health is important, and and choose yourself and all these things. But it's just like, I don't see many people giving the tools. Um, And and that's also kind of like the gist of this episode is just kind of like some back into the subject at hand. And so, yeah, we're talking about mental health, but I just wanted to shed some light on how to, um, just a couple ways on how to, deal with your mental health um 
a lot of people don't know that the job that they currently have, if you have a nine to five, it doesn't matter if you're working for like a government agency, um, you're in like the school, you're at a nonprofit, all of these, I don't think there's anyone that I've come across that doesn't provide EAP. So what you would do is you're looking for a therapist or you just need some type of assistance. You might need, um, there's like extra things that come with EAP, right? Um, you might need a lawyer or a financial advisor or it does insurance or all those different things, but they offer, offer therapy. And what you would do is contact your, uh, HR department and, you would ask for your EAP. EAP is Employee Assistance Program. And a lot of people don't know that their jobs provide it. And not that they're just got this big ass banner like, hey, y'all, we help y'all. Like they want you to go needle in a haystack. You know what I'm saying? Like they, <laughs> you have to go and find this. And it's kind of like a, a, um, a need to know basis. So I try to tell as many people as possible every chance I get that you do get EAP. Now, the difference in EAP, depending on the company you work for or the field of work that you're in, is the amount of help you receive. So I've worked for a nonprofit and my EAP was kind of poop, but nonetheless, it is a starter. And what I mean by that is like um, the amount of help they, they give you. So um, EAP for the nonprofit that I was working at only covered three sessions. Compared to when I was working for a government agency, they covered eight sessions. So there's just, you know, like that little tidbit of a difference. But you would contact your EAP. You get this number. Sometimes there's a point of contact um, in the premises of like wherever you work um, connected to HR. So there's like an HR person at your work or you can just ask your boss, a director, whomever's over you, what's the number to HR and you get this number when you call EAP, you give them your information, your name and the job you work for and they ask you like your title and all that good stuff and then they find you in the system and they ask you what you need assistance with and then you would let them know. Um, um, I'm looking for therapy. They do a couple uh, couples therapy, um, premarital counseling, uh, family therapy, individual, all that good stuff. And you just let them um, know you can make it as precise as you want uh, within the radius. If you want somebody black, if you want somebody who looks like you, male, woman, it you can really get precise with it. Um, and then they hook you up and they set you up. And the loophole is the most important because they do only cover some sessions and then you have to take over yourself. The loophole is that you just come up with a new issue. <laughs> I know that's crazy. I was crazy, but yeah, the, but I feel like y'all should know if I'm going to drop the gym, I got to drop the whole thing. So, mm -hmm. um, the loophole. So today you're having work stress, right? And you go through your three sessions and now you're having a new issue. Uh, it could be home. I'm having uh, stress at home or anything like that. And you get your sessions renewed and you just request the same therapist <laughs> because you can do that. You can request like, oh, and if you don't like the therapist, you can go back and it doesn't count. Right. So if you use one of your sessions and you're like, oh, this I did not like this person at all for me, you're not stuck with them. You just go back to EAP, start over, let them know you're looking for a new therapist.
also there is um therapyforblackgirls.com um it's a directory for if you're looking for you might not want to go through your eap or if you are an entrepreneur and you're just looking for someone on your own it's a really good directive directory for you to like find people in your area and it's it's really helpful so that's therapyforblackgirls.com also i didn't forget about the fellas okay therapyforblackmen.org the um this platform is also like a directory but this um they're based out of new york i believe and I, I believe therapy for black girls is based out of los angeles um but they will still help you find people in your area um there's life coaches on therapy for black uh you can uh, i believe there's like some type of a kind of like big brother uh, or life coach system that they have going on where you're like you can check in with uh with people like you know just it's not so formal i guess i'm trying to say Jonathan. like you know like when you're yeah. like you're sitting and it's uh you know you on the couch type of thing or teletherapy i think it's more of a kind of like hey bro i'm checking in type of thing um but it's it's worth checking out you guys should go to those uh, websites and also lastly check as far as checking in i wanted to mention that jonathan and i um yeah we, there's a system um I think you could explain it better because I know you have multiple people that you check in with <laughs> where you're like, and it's not just uh, orbiting around mental health, but I know you check in with like some, like a list of people, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, well, first of all, Bree, thanks for bringing up EAP because I do think that um, sometimes we don't know what's available to us, even from our, our workers' rights. And so I know that definitely even me having worked in a hospital in the past, um, there, there was all kinds of trainings, videos, but also access to mental health services that are a part of my uh, employee benefits that I just never had explained to me. And, and, I, and we can talk about this later, but as well, but just overall in general, oh, there is a lot that is done to kind of suppress you know what what is available as far as resources are for black uh for black individuals and so um that'll definitely be a theme that comes up during the rest of our conversation but as far as the check-ins um brian i think that you know we also model this in our conversations um yeah for me definitely like i have this kind of like circle really great circle of people that i check in with and yeah, we talk about everything from like life to like what we're struggling with. I know many times even having conversations with you, even just like learning how to name what's happening to me is like helpful. Right. Um, like learning how to also communicate what's happening in my life in a way where um, I'm sharing the experience rather than kind of like, you know, dumping it on people and vice versa. Like that's part of the um like that 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 network and we need that i mean we th- there's a there's always strength in numbers you hear that all the time but it's it's really important to have a team behind you um just to one unlock your potential but also two to keep you you know keep you the authentic, authentic you and so yeah i have you know my 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 fraternity brothers my pastor um I have friends like you who I just met like in adulthood and just kept in, in contact with through 
every phase of my life. I'm also married too, so I have my my wife um, and you know just my my aunt too, my mother, and you know Man, you the, just good, kind of you got a good circle. Intentional, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, for me, it's like I had to learn because I'm an only child, so uh, I'm naturally like to myself. I had to really work work on being intentional about the relationships with the people I have around me. And, right. and, um, and so, you know, a lot of this is over time. It didn't happen. Like in one day I just hit the lottery and all these people right. <laughs> uh, showed up, but it's just like, you know, being clear about like what kind of people I'm looking for to be around me. And I do, I think uh, one thing I'll say about you is you want to, you're one of the best hype people that I know. Uh, and, and what I mean is like, if I'm, if I need like some extra energy, I know I can get it from you. And I appreciate that. And and then th- for me, also thinking because we're talking about mental health is also thinking about what do I reciprocate in these relationships as well. So for me, it might be advice or a, a listening ear. But that that is one facet of like keeping me sane and and balanced. I appreciate that. Um, I work. I aspire to have a good a good circle. Um, let me just pause and say, excuse me. I'm so sorry. I didn't turn off <laughs> notifications. I'm hey, so life sorry. is happening no, outside of us, I'm right, like, Bree? We got to do what we got to do. <laughs> this happened before, too, and I thought I it's turned on good. the airplane mode. I am so sorry. But, yeah, uh-huh. no, I truly aspire to have a good circle. And not to, like, I know, shave my girls. I do have a circle. <laughs> but it's not... Um, I feel like it can be a lot more round, rounded, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we try we do our best, right? We wake up every day and yeah. we try our best to do our best um, mm-hmm. by ourselves and and for others. So, um, yeah, like I try to do check ins with as many people as possible, but also even though I have siblings. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've lately, like, I don't know, I, I've always, I've talked about, like, being an amnivert and, like, uh, kind of needing both extrovert and introvert to mm-hmm. be able to recharge. And, I don't yeah. know, just uh, kind of staying out the way has been a real nice, like, recharge. And I try not to be that way. No, um, there's nothing wrong with that, though. It, there's a book called Quiet that is really good. I recommend about how thing. important it is to do that. <laughs> Um, no, I try to, uh, okay. So I try to find a balance that I'm still, I'm still trying to perfect is, and that's what I mean by be a little more well rounded because I, um, (laughs) I feel like there's either too, there's too much of either. Right. Um, so when I'm, I'm checking in, I'm kind of like overly like, you know, like, <laughs> like relax, give people some time to, you know, they work it, they got kids and stuff. So, or if I'm like out of the way, I'm kind of out of the way for too long, you know? So that's what I'm trying to like. So I know you kind of got that down packed and I know you said it wasn't, it wasn't an easy thing or, or overnight thing and, and you worked at it, but that, that is where I'm trying to get to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And even like having our conversations when we check in, um, it always kind of grounds me. And I realized, like, like you said, like, there's nothing wrong with being out the way, right? I always realize not everything that I'm setting out for or doing is necessarily 
Because there's no to-do, right? There's no how-to yeah. on any of this shit. So so I always realized that after, like, talking to you, I'm like, okay, and it kind of uh, resets me. And and that's why I wanted to bring it up to the listeners, because it is, it's healthy to have these types of people in your life or even trying to set um, check-ins like that. You know what I'm saying? You don't always have to be, because some people have already gone to therapy and they're, they're you know, finished for now and mm-hmm. um or on hiatus and things are good but you still also need that consistency right of talking mm-hmm. like you don't want to stay out the way for too long of of everything so that's why it's, it's right. very important and i wanted to highlight that as well and thank you for that yeah yeah I, um and i i do want to say um you know i, I read this really good book on uh it's called take the stairs uh, it's not an exercise book uh popular uh it's a popular um <laughs> like book on success though mm-hmm. and one of the things he said in the book um the author uh was um like some for some for for some people balance will be like perfect like 50 50 mm-hmm. and for some people it'll be more like an imbalance towards the things that you value most so you you may you may never sleep the exact amount of time same amount of time as you're up for instance i don't i don't think i've ever slept 12 hours and been up for 12 hours um but you might you might say that you know what um i'm gonna maybe sleep a little bit less so that way i could have more time to do these things that i enjoy so it's kind of like sometimes life we're trying to we're trying to be balanced, but really it's more like be imbalanced or a little bit, or they have the scales tipped a little bit more towards um, the things that make you happy. And then there may be some things that are challenging. And um, that really changed me because I, I used to be a super anxious person. Um, used to have anxiety attacks and things of that sort. And um, really it's because I was chasing things that weren't real or wasn't real for me. And uh, Mm. so this has been a long seven or eight years, I think, for me and, you know, through reading and and also through trial and error to kind of kind of get where I'm at now and still have ways to go. Okay, gift from God. Okay, look, this is is the second episode I recorded with a good friend and I'm I'm sitting Mm. here taking notes like, damn, mm, I had no idea, okay? Come on and drop them gems for everybody, okay? (laughs) Now, um, oh man. See, look at you with your hyping self. Like you, um, yeah, yeah, no, I always just always appreciate that good energy. (laughs) I'm trying, no, I'm trying to tell you, you gotta, appreciate that do you be dropping them effortlessly did y'all hear that like that bar was just so bruh what <laughs> yeah i mean we you know the thing is uh, and you and i before we got on we were talking about like just time you know time is the especially if you're black like time is, is okay. this thing that you're you're kind of always and I, I only speak on black things because that's all i know um, hello but, Tell the like, people what you said. You what? You've been black yeah. all your life. <laughs> yeah, I've been black for thirty-one years, okay. almost thirty-two. And um, I hope that never changes. But I mean, time is just so interesting, right? It means so much different. Like I'm getting my daughter ready in the morning. How much time I spend on her hair? Because um, she's she's got black hair, you right. know. And there's there's things that we have to do. There's a um, to get to get her ready to get out of the house that I think not everyone has to do. 
Um, so even just getting yourself ready as a black person, like time is different. Um, you know, and I think that there's a, depending on what kind of environment you grew up in, you know, you, you probably grow up feeling behind all the time or, or feeling that, um, there's never enough time. I, I know for a fact growing up because I heard it so much, I kind of mm-hmm. absorbed it. I heard the phrase, there's just never enough time in the day right? all the time. And I, I probably, even if that wasn't my reality, I lived like that for a good, you know, 25 years of my life. Like, and I still do, um, and to some degree and, uh, yeah, time, I mean, time is everything, uh, depending on, you know, what you, what you prescribe to. And, and, uh, and, and so I just, I just kind of want to, you know, be real with people too, as well. Like we're, there's still so much we're learning about ourselves as people at our age and, some and the and the story is incomplete. You said there's no how-to manual. There's a lot of information right. out there, but just um, like it, it takes so long to kind of sift through it and figure out what's your formula. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'll end by saying on this note that there's so much out there about what what it means to be black too. That it takes such a long time for us to figure out what our authentic self is. Yes, I I can agree yeah. one thousand percent. There is no. Yeah. And people, this is like a a constant conversation, and I'll I'll just talk about it a little mm-hmm. bit before we uh switch segments. But you know, mm-hmm. people think that black is one book definition, yeah. and we have to be that, and it's that's mm-hmm. not what black is at all. Like black is first of all, black is everything, and everything is black. So that's. I'm just drop that. Say it twice for the people in the back. Black is everything, okay? Yeah. Can y'all hear me? Black is everything, and everything Mm -hmm. is black, okay? Um, And I'll just leave it at that. So you can interpret it how how you like, but there is no one way to be black. Um, So, but I I appreciate those words too, like finding your own form. Let me put that in there. Finding. Mm-hmm. Okay, cause man, you just dropping the gems. This okay, this is a great episode so far. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna shift gears. Uh, I used to do this segment called Fact of the Week, right? And I, I kind of was on the fence about picking this one, but again, like I mentioned, we are recording very much in Black history, and I thought, <sighs> let me. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna read the, <laughs> I'm gonna read the fact. And then we can discuss it. This week's fact is a pharaoh once lathered his slaves in honey to keep bugs away from him. And let me read a little bit more before (laughs) before you comment. The pharaohs of ancient Egypt were believed to literally be divine. The word pharaoh itself means great house, as in the house of God. In fact, King Pepe... I think it's Pepe or Pepe, the second, who supposedly ruled for 90 years, thought so highly of himself that when he was bothered by insects, he would command that one of his slaves be covered in honey to lure the flies away from himself. Wow. So, look, okay, levels, right? He's like the original gangster. Like. No, I'm not. Yeah. What is, what? Yeah. So, okay. Hmm. Okay. How do you how you feel about this? Like, first of all, did you go to Egypt to get this? No, that's what I was. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow, that's crazy. That's what I was gonna bring up. So let me. Okay, I'll I'll go first. This yeah. okay for a, a different reasons, right? So I was like, do I want to talk about slaves in Black History Month, right? So I'm like, nah. But then I kind of circle back, and I'm like, pharaohs. They was. Well, who is King Pepe, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm like looking into stuff. This kind of made me low key not trust my source for my facts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I said, did a white person write this? Who who is it? Is this? But you know what? I thought this was such a fun fact, right? Mm-hmm. But also, again, I think this is this is also another conversation we had off air about um, going your own research and like reading into things with a conscious mind, right? Right. Um, because we we did have um quote unquote slaves, right? We did, yeah. And I think what they not the same as American slaves though. And I think that's the narrative that white supremacy tries to put out there like y'all y'all was doing the same thing we was doing no (laughs) no um not no it it was very different I I almost compared to like myself being like working class right there was like peasants and like you had to do you know what I'm saying there was work and labor It, it was very laborious but it wasn't what was done here if that am I making sense yeah, I mean, and I think, and I think you're, you're, um, well, first of all, shout out to him for living for 90 years, but uh, <laughs> during that time, uh, I hope I could do that, um, or more, but you no, I know what you're saying and I get what, I get what it is. I think that, um, you're, it, it's like both can be terrible. Yes. Um, and both can be different. Yes. I do think that there is a, like, and I think that, um, when we're talking about white supremacy, I think it's, there's this, there's a global, there's like a, almost a global application to that too, that makes the magnitude and the impact much greater. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think about it as well. Um, that people, darker skinned people all over the world, and it's, but especially in this United States, um, are, are suffering in a way that's different it's more calculated it's more permanent almost it feels um in an in an extermination kind of sense right if that makes sense yeah right and that yeah. that wasn't the that wasn't what i'm trying to say that wasn't on our minds we weren't trying to mm-hmm. <laughs> wipe out mm-hmm. a people or like they yeah. they try to push the narrative that it was the same and that is that is the issue. So that's what what made me kind of on the fence mm-hmm. about even choosing this fact of the day. But also is the same thing that made me circle back because I I feel yeah. like people should know that little tidbit, right? This is an interesting fact, right? Like, yeah. wow, like he thought so highly of himself. Like, uh, he took a mm-hmm. shoe fly. Don't bother me to a whole nother level, okay? But yeah. also, just the word slaves in this, I I, I felt the need to uh, circle back. But yeah crazy these these facts keep getting crazier and crazier by the week okay <laughs> yeah i mean I, I you you pulled that from like the, the <laughs> deep you must have had to go back in time and like no, get that back here <laughs> yeah. um no but i think i think that was a i think that's a interesting because you know we are in, 
it's Black History Month, right? And so we are learning um, a lot about the, the the incredible things that Black people are doing right now, right? That, that they've done. But we also, you know, there's still so much that we don't even know about what we've done in the past beyond just building pyramids, you know? Right. Um, that I think there's still so much for us to explore, even just about the, the human condition. Yeah. I 1,000% agree because, I'm, again, like, I, I could talk for, for days about this. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is a lot. Um, and, and I'll keep coming back to the fact that, like, research, research, research. Please yes. rely on your own research. There is so much out there, so much more than what you, you already know. There's so much more that you could know. Just keep keep that in mind. Um, and yeah, so here we are. If you haven't guessed it by now, we are talking about black health, guys. How does how does hearing the term black health make you feel, Jonathan? Yeah, I wonder. Sometimes I wonder, like, if other races think of it that way, or even just globally. Um, right. But black health. What I think about black health is, um, yeah, man. I wish. I, I just wish we. I just wish we were able to talk about it more on larger platforms. Um, yeah. You know, wherever, and I, I wish that we learned about health in general, or had access to health, healthy opportunity uh, to be healthy. Um, from the moment we're born, you know, so right. I think, uh, it's always, it's the one, th- it's, it's definitely my life mission, focus on, on improving black health, but it's, it just, it's an uphill battle for sure. So I think about a lot of work mm-hmm. needs to be done. Yeah. I think about. yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of, kind of similar. I, I, when I hear black health, I, I hear we about to get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> like I was, yeah. when somebody's like, can I talk yeah. to you about black health? Oh, I need to sit down. That's what I feel. I feel like, yeah, cause this is, it's that big of an issue, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like kind of, kind of mirrors what you're saying. Like there's a lot of work that, that needs to be done. Cause I feel like deep sigh when black health, and that is kind of sad, but it's, it's my truth. I being full transparency, I, I hear black health and I feel deep sigh because mm-hmm. whoo we're about to get into it y'all let me let me just get into it so i <laughs> i yeah. okay so i for one um am a black woman right and um i don't have any any like major health history with my family my my mother is from louisiana and my father is from trinidad and both sides are they're all from that land and they all um all came here in like the later years and so far as like trying to go back and look into things there's no actual um super like there's no like diabetes or anything that are like like major health issues i do however have like um really sensitive skin um which can be an issue if you do not have the proper tools to navigate what that even means um and oh i will oh jesus i'll i'll talk about my experiences with that as well um i my mother and my brother have like bronchitis um so that's something that is in on my mom's side um other than that there's no other like 
major, major things that are like in our, our bloodline, right. Um, that we are aware of. And I've, I've gotten tested for things. Um, and everything I come back, you know, I'm healthy. Um, according to my doctors, I'm obese. (laughs) I laugh at that because it's like the, it's not funny. Obesity is not funny, but I, I'm, I'm laughing particularly because of the, um, the weight scale that they go from. I'm supposed to be like one pound and (laughs) that's unrealistic. Um, but we'll get into that as well. Um, any other, Oh, I have, um, dental. So I am in the process of like correcting, um, all things wrong with my teeth. Um, and mental health, uh, which is kind of scary. I was having a conversation with my sister the other day because that stuff can be hereditary. And we were looking at some things that just were saddening to us. And we were realizing within ourselves, like just cross examining just similarities to someone we know, uh, suffers from, um, mental health issues. And it's kind of spooky if you don't, you know, like you really don't know until you know. Right. And I don't want it to be too late. And so, yeah, just, that's just like my general health, um, list. There's nothing like really major. Now with the sensitive skin that I have, I, I have gone to the doctor, um, and they like to prescribe me the same thing, even though I don't have the same things happening with myself, with my dry skin. It's very seasonal. It's not eczema, but they either treat it like it's eczema or, um, like I need to like get rid of my black skin. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm not even yeah. this is ridiculous. I've been prescribed bleaching creams um and steroids, like steroid creams. Um oh, I wish I had the name of it, but like looking at this stuff it's like and then it's dangerous to use like if you use too much of it. So like why would you prescribe me something that is dangerous to use a lot of when I have a lot of skin? Hello from head to toe. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like so you have a lot of skin. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like I got a lot yeah. of grounds to cover. So <laughs> but if I if I were to actively cover all those grounds, I could be harming myself, right? I'm right. it's supposed to be used like in an area basis like um like the uh inner elbow, inner knee uh areas, mm-hmm. those are like typical areas that get dry for people, um especially during the winter and and I know during the winter, like our showers are typically hotter because it's colder outside and that dries Mm -hmm. out our skin as well. But I know I have sensitive skin, like even like certain like workout gear can like break me out or, um, yeah, like it's just very sensitive. Like I recently, I'm going to be going to the doctor, um, next week because I switched deodorants. Mm-hmm. and it's given me a reaction and so just yeah like this very short list of things like I've gone for and I've been prescribed something that's like what like that's outlandish right 
I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? And then, and then again, like, I try to get black doctors, but sometimes that's not always realistic, and I'm getting, yeah. like, a nurse practitioner or somebody that don't know what the fuck. Like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't know nothing about no black skin, okay? I had a white dermatologist. She told me, you know, I was getting bad dandruff. And these aren't, like, again, these aren't, like, earth-shattering, like, illnesses, but, like, I... I never had bad dandruff before and I was starting to get bad dandruff and she's like well maybe you have diabetes these are like precursors to diabetes then I run all these tests ain't no diabetes like you know like and if you don't really know because at the time I really didn't I was freaking out like what diabetes what like dandruff give you like you know like I'm like oh man it just it just ails me because it's like fuck, man, nobody really fucking knows anything about the black body at all. Yeah. And for simple shit, like dandruff. Like, and then she gave me like a, um, I'm exaggerating, but like a Celsius blue, uh, damn shampoo for yeah. my hair. And it's like, something you could have figured out yourself. Right. Or like, you know, that it's not going to work. It nah, don't work. I mean, yeah. You're right. <sighs> what, what about, what about, uh, about you and your experiences with like, the the your health well, issues that you may or may not have yeah well first of all Bree, um i think that the process what you just described the kind of um almost almost like the runaround and uh, the anxiety of navigating the healthcare system is a very common one for for black folks in particular. Well, first of all, our healthcare system in the United States is broken. And that's not a radical statement. That's just the truth. We're spending way too much money um, and we don't get the outcomes that we that we should get for how much we spend. Um, but even more so, what you're explaining too is kind of the effect of us being minorities on, um, you know, on, in, in this country. Um, and particularly, I just want to say that, you know, we're 13% of the population, right? Right. Um, and that is about 37 million or so people. And there's Ooh. 300 plus million in the United States. So we're not really, we're, just in general, right? If, if someone did an average study, uh, if someone took average weights of people, like, we wouldn't even be like, we'd be like one in every three person. We're not the average. Right. Right. So a lot of the stuff is not made for us. Um, the the second thing to, to keep in mind is that we're also underrepresented in these fields, mm-hmm. disproportionate to what we need. So um, the majority of black people um, have some kind of health disparity or health, health issue. Right. Um, in, in comparison to their white counterpart. Um and but we less than one percent of doctors are black so it's like there's not enough people who look like us and this you know there's not enough teachers there's not enough whatever um whatever health professionals and you think about all the different types of health professionals we need we don't just need doctors we need nurses right etc and the reason why is for what you highlighted like simple things like medical research Mm -hmm. and health studies if they're not led as you can see with the rollout with the black, uh, the vaccines uh, for COVID-19, like right. there is this distrust, there's this lack of, like, I don't, I don't believe in this system because one, it doesn't, there's not people that look like me that are um, working in this space. Um, two, uh, this country has a history of experimenting on black people. 
Yes, and I wanted I wanted to get into that. I you literally mm-hmm. hit the nail on the head. I didn't share any notes with Jonathan. Like <laughs> he has his own, I have my own. Yeah. I literally wanted to read an excerpt from an article that was published um from um on pfizer.com. Mm-hmm. It's called Health Disparities Among African Americans. It was published September mm-hmm. 9th, 2020. If if you um if you don't mind, I, I'd like to read a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah, um, is it says it starts by uh while the spotlight right now may be on the disadvantages of African Americans that African Americans face while fighting the novel coronavirus, there are also disadvantages throughout the healthcare system when combating other diseases. Compared to their white counterparts, African Americans are generally at higher risk for heart disease, stroke, cancer, asthma, influenza, and pneumonia, diabetes, and HIV/AIDS, and that list is just way too long. According to the Office of Minority Health, part of Department for Health and Human Services, one possible contributing factor, the Centers of Disease, this is the CDC guys, says African Americans are more likely to die at early ages for all causes as young as African. As young African Americans are living with disease, they are typically more common at older ages for other races. For example, high blood pressure is common in 12% versus 10% of blacks versus whites, aged mm-hmm. 18 to 34. Wow. Yeah. Diabetes is common in 10% of blacks, aged 35 to 49, compared to 6% of whites. Yeah. Stroke is present in 0.7% of blacks aged 18 to 34 compared to 0.4% of whites the same age. Yeah. The CDC said that the social that social factors compared to others in the US, specifically whites, affect African Americans at younger ages. <clears throat> Unemployment, living in poverty, not mm-hmm. owning a home, Cost prohibitive effects of trying to see an MD, smoking, inactive lifestyles, or obesity. And I'll I'll just leave that there. And if you, again, it's on pfizer.com. If you want to read the rest of the article, it's health disparities among African Americans. I suggest you go and and read into it a little more. But yeah, I wanted to leave it there, Jonathan, because it touched on a lot of the things that you mentioned, right? Um, Yeah. I, and I also wanted to shed light on to some of the contributing factors like living in poverty, not owning a home, cost prohibitive effects of trying to see an MD was the one for me. Okay. Unemployment, inactive lifestyle, um, and it says, or obesity, but that is the cause of having an inactive lifestyle, but to an yeah. extent, these really speak to me personally because Growing up, we did not go to the doctor or the dentist unless yeah. we were dying. Because at that point, yeah, we we needed medical attention. You get what I'm saying? So you had something mm-hmm. had to really be wrong with you, and and it could it could play a part in multiple things, right? And it not could it does because the way my mother was raised who I have a mother who was from the 60s and a grandmother who was from the 30s um it she was never taken um taken and she's the last of nine kids she was never taken Mm -hmm. to the doctor for specific reasons of my grandmother um and what was being experienced during that time right and that speaks to what you're saying um we have a history of 
being experimented on or just having, um, being sick, right? Quote unquote sick and leaving the doctor even sicker, you know? Um, and so I feel like that played a part in my mother's decision far as like, you know, this is just how she was raised. Like you don't go to the doctor until something's wrong, but also she was a single mother of five and, I don't think that she could actually actively afford regular checkups or just even in general, like, you know, like she didn't have very good health insurance. And mm-hmm. we, not that we struggled in that aspect from what we could see, but as an adult, I can, in hindsight, I can see like, this is why, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, it's also why I pride myself on, on going to the doctor regularly. I go every year for my physical. I go my every three years for whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah, this this really kind of like hit home for me with like looking at these percentages and, and looking at the numbers of, um, or the, the contributing factors is what really, really hit home for me because I was, I was floored by that because like you have no idea there's people i have friends who are like just moving back to california and they're like dude like i need to get like medical or something like something some type of aid because i can't afford to go to the doctor i have somebody right now that i know a, a friend who's a barber he has been in business for himself for a long time and he um i talked to him about like him being single and living a single lifestyle and like going to get screened every six months um or after every new partner and it was foreign a foreign language to him and he himself can't afford to just walk into the it's expensive you know um and i don't know i just i'll hand it over to you but i just that really the people who are close to me, my own personal lifestyle and upbringing and things like that, it just really, it really puts things into perspective. And just to take it all the way back, that is why there is a deep sigh when I hear black, black health, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, you know, you, you, you touched on a lot and I think that, that, um, that article was really, really telling, um, because we, you know, we were talking about when to start this podcast about like living out your dreams you know, out loud. And, and one of the, one of the things for me that it took me a while to understand is I didn't really know what my rights were as a person. I think, you know, the idea, I think when, if you asked me as a kid, I would say, oh, you know, um, access to fresh air, food, and a place to stay, maybe, and education. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when you get older, you're like, you know, oh, I, I, I think my right is to be treated as a whole person. And and I think that we don't we don't really have we don't learn how to do that until things go wrong or we're turned away. Um, and and, I, and my experience with black health really started I, as a kid. I, I had asthma um, and I just thought that's, you know, that was just the way I, things are going to be for me. And I didn't realize that a lot of that had to do with the quality of air in this, in the area that I live, mm-hmm. you know, and Come on now. Um, my uncle, my, but when I really, really got into health and studying it was when my uncle passed away suddenly at the age of 38, um, when I was about 11 years old and um, he had a heart attack and 
just out of nowhere and come to find out he had hypertension. So for a lot of people who don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a heart condition, um, um, where, you know, you have high blood pressure, it's usually stress induced. And he was showing symptoms of hypertension. And the thing about it is a lot of the stuff that you mentioned, Brie, are preventable illnesses like diabetes, um, heart disease, et cetera. But, um, because he grew up during a time, uh, and was raised by people who grew up during the time of the Tuskegee experiment, right? There's like this distrust that exists in our community of medicine. And so the effects of that, and a lot of the effects are delayed, right? So, you know, you, you think you're, you're, you're not harming yourself by not going to the doctor. Um, but you really are because when you're not participating in medical research, right. Um, and for a good reason, right? Because it's not, it wasn't ethically practiced uh, right. or carried out, but you're still, there's still information that's not being collected about right. you that so when you do come in and you need something they don't know what to do and that's kind of our um that's kind of the challenge you know there's a lot of generational trauma which you know that's a whole another segment mm-hmm. another conversation but okay. um we carry down habits from experiences that we haven't lived and some of them do not serve us anymore actually destroy us and um and you and I, our generation, are really just breaching the kind of like the surface of like how to deal with that. Because we're still trying to recuperate from what happened in the 80s in the crack epidemic. And, I want somebody. And you talked about housing, you know, and all the, those decades where black people didn't have access to affordable housing or how, home loans. They didn't do that. Then they didn't have access to a certain vehicle of wealth, which then led to, would lead to upward mobility so that we can access certain resources or live a certain quality of life. And so when we talk about black health, a lot of it isn't even about like our health habits, like sleep, eating, physical activity, stress management. A lot of that is just dealing with the effects of what happened 15, 20, 30, a hundred years ago. And, um, and still trying to figure out like how to navigate that because the world is telling us we're crazy and that <clears throat> that what's in the past is in the past. It can't affect you now, but we know that's not true. I do want to leave, uh, kind of drop one more thing, which is Go ahead. Yeah, in 1900, please. black people had 14, their, the life expectancy was 14 years lower than a white person. So if a white person in 19, in the 19, 1900 lived, to be 75 years old, a black person would live to be 61. In 2019, black people's life expectancy was only uh, four years lower. So if a white person lived 71, five years, we would live 71. And you might think, oh, wow, we're living longer. That's great. And I would say, no, I mean, it took a whole hundred years for us to live extra decade. Um, and that doesn't talk about, and that number doesn't even capture the quality of life. Right. Do we have life insurance? Do we have retirement savings? Mm-hmm. Do we have ailments and other conditions that we're living with? And so um, just something to keep in mind that there's a lot of factors in play. And one of the things that, you know, we talked about in this conversation was 
like how to how to how to mitigate that and i think one of it is like having having a circle around you and it doesn't have to even be physical people you know right it could be podcasts youtube channels right but just kind of getting plugged into things like this um i i will say like even from i'm married like so one of the helpful podcasts that i listen to is uh, a podcast called dead ass and i love it okay. uh, because yeah, it's two a married couple um who is talking about how they're navigating through marriage and how they use their marriage to kind of deal. Oh, is that Khadija? Yeah, uh, Kadeen and Deval. Yeah, uh, really good, good, um, good flow. Because you know, one of the ways, one of the one of the things that we can do to protect ourselves is to like attach ourselves to other people who are like minded. And finding those people, whether you know them or not, through in the digital space, through podcasts, YouTube, or in the physical space, through your friendship circles or coworkers, is so key because um, that's the only way um, you can make it through. And I, I know this is—it's not funny, but the the fact that you the that you mentioned about the pharaoh, right? Right. The way in which the pharaoh was actually able to deal with the bugs is by having somebody next to him. Uh, <laughs> right so even even though it, it you know it, it's it's kind of lighthearted, but the idea is that in order to make it as well you can't do it on your own you can you can do absolutely. a lot but you need help you, even if it is somebody next to you being covered in honey to get the stop the flies from coming on you now hopefully the help that you receive doesn't hurt someone else it shouldn't right um but that's kind of the kind of the thing that i think is the real answer um, as we try to build a future where where we live longer and healthier as a people, man, I just to piggyback off that last statement, I there are bears in in the world, and I will attest to being one of those bears. I, bears love honey, so <laughs> you might have to, you know what I'm saying? Check in, who see who's who's the bear in your life that wouldn't mind taking on that honey? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For you to. Uh, get the insects uh the flies away from you so like like you said uh just make sure the people around you don't get hurt um while receiving the help that you need and i i i agree i can't even begin to like <laughs> compare to the amount that i agree with you um and that is the goal right to share the awareness give tools and foot to pavement like get out here doing the work you're actively doing the work i'm trying to do the work um and just sharing this information i'm pretty sure a lot of the listeners are trying to do the work themselves as well and just better equipping people to be knowledgeable right because the more we know uh you know better you do better so yeah i i really appreciate uh everything that you said this this has been a really good conversation this is actually a larger conversation i don't know we we might have to have a part two or something or you know what I'm saying? because um this yeah. is a larger conversation um and i unfortunately we only have a, a a little time span so if you um listeners would like to continue the conversation on instagram you can um go to the podcast instagram at intellectual rant podcast and continue the conversation there um send in your questions and your comments and concerns and things like that. And we can definitely finish out this conversation. Um, and yeah, I, I really appreciate you being very candid and open and vulnerable in this conversation. Um, 
and, and shedding light and giving insight as much as you did. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really appreciate that. I appreciate you coming on and, and having this conversation with me. It's always a pleasure um, chopping it up with you. And uh, in particular, also just, um, you know, putting putting out information that needs to be get, getting out there too as well. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I This is, uh, we do recommendations. Um, there's plenty from the whole show. Um, there are uh, a couple of reading materials I want to recommend to the listeners. Um, but also just to reiterate a lot of the, the recommendations that we gave throughout the episode um go <clears throat> check out the uh, therapy flap platforms therapyforblackgirls.com therapyforblackmen.org um and and check into those um also i would like to recommend oh don't forget your eap look into your eap research your company's eap as well um and i also want to add on to if you haven't been to the doctor and you feel like you, cause there are some people who feel like they should, or they wait till they rack up enough things wrong with themselves before they go. Um, if you feel like you've got that itch in your throat, that ain't the same as the last time or whatever it is, the first thing that's wrong with you, I think that I encourage, I strongly encourage you to make that doctor's appointment and, um, also do research on your doctors. I like my doctors to have 50 years of school, so I look into them. Uh, also, you can, um, your insurance provider, you can ask for specific doctors. Um, you can look for doctors that look like you, um, and you don't have a whole lot of variety, and not to say that they're all perfect, but you can do some, some honing in, if, if that makes sense, um, to fit your needs um, in your your experience um and also the reading material that i wanted to oh let me jonathan did you have any recommendations as far as uh reading materials no, I'm, um, just in general it could be a task it could be a food yeah. a place a thing it could be anything yeah I, I think um if you have access you know definitely um the first place to start is water you know i think if you can drink um they say drink half your your weight in ounces in water a day that's that's a pretty tall task for a lot of people but mm -hmm. if you can you know just start to track how much water you're drinking a day and then try to up it by a cup every day um that's the key to a lot of things mm -hmm. um and the second thing i think would be to um this is more on the mental health tip but something that i do for my wife actually is um uh, making sure that I, I have like a positive note for every day or or say something positive to her before she goes out the the, um, the house. And that's something you could do for yourself, though. Like on, Black something like I'm a I'm going to be super successful today or I'm going to you just make a list of like just positive stuff. And if you can't come up with any, there's a list you can find on Google. Just type in like positive affirmations to self and you can you can figure that out like. And, and I think that um, practicing, like, hyping yourself up, saying positive things, being, like, practicing, like, loving who you are, and um, it goes a long way. Because then you start doing that for other people, too, mm -hmm. and it becomes infectious. So I think drinking water and saying something positive to yourself every day, um, especially because your brain is... I just want to say your brain exists to protect itself, not you. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
And in doing that, it'll time, sometimes your brain will psych you out and, um, Hello? and like tell you things that are not true. Um, and the world does that too. The world does that and knows that and uses that against you. But that's how you you can just to add the extendo clip yeah. to that that particular Bang, recommendation. Yeah. Uh, doing it while you're in the mirror too, it boosts your confidence, yeah. and you can manifest anything for yourself. Like you you absolutely can practice make perfect. Like I said, waking up actively choosing positivity and knowing that you can boost yourself up, boost. You get what I'm saying? Like those affirmations really do work, especially when you're looking yourself in the eye. You believe them, and you become them. And and that's that's all that is to that. <laughs> um, some reading material I wanted to recommend: um, "Fearing the Black Body: uh, The Racial Origins of Fat Phobia" by Sabrina Strings. Please get into that copy. It's on Hoopla. You can listen to the audiobook. Um, that is a hmm, it touch on it, honey. Okay, and it kind of mm-hmm. um is uh an umbrella of what we were talking about in Black Health. So again, that's fearing the black body, the racial origins of fat phobia. Also, uh, Jonathan even talked to me and I kind of dropped the ball on this because this is something that I should have been picked up. Um, medical, is it apartheid? Apartheid. Yeah. Apartheid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bree, you good. You good. You good. Yep. Oh, I like my you. I like God. how you added a little extra flavor to it, though. Y'all, yeah. look, this book you is seasoned my- it. You seasoned that word. Look, I. I am cracking up, y'all. Look, this book is by Harriet A. Washington. Mm. <laughs> what is what is the name of the book? Medical Apartheid. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good book, y'all. I mean, I think it's it's a heavy book, but it's it, it really runs down um, even just back to slavery to now how um, our experiences have been in the medical space and why um, we have so many health challenges. Yes, please go grab that book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> y'all, I'm, you know what? Let me get out of here. Uh, if you want to... Um, Again, continue the conversation. Just send in some love. Go ahead and do so uh, at For the People. I mean, look at me. Look, I'm going to mess up this word. I'm messing up everything. <laughs> at Intellectual Rant Podcast. Also at the Gmail, Intellectual Rant Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and uh, if you <clears throat> would like to volunteer for the nonprofit, go to ForThePeopleCA.com. And if you want to see my personal account, and book some photography and all that good stuff, go to briannajanae.com. And yeah, you want to let the people know where they can find you or if if you want to be found? Well, you can find me, um, you can find me on LinkedIn at Jonathan Nasser, N-U-S-S-U-R. You can find me on Instagram, underscore Jonathan J. Um, but also, um, I work for a nonprofit called Styles Hall, S-T-I-L-E-S Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what we do is we help first-generation low-income students in the state of California get into schools of higher ed. So if you're ever interested in ever collaborating with us, and either if you represent a school or you yourself have a student in high school um, who, could, who could benefit from some of our resources, please visit us at styleshall.org. 
Thank you for that. Thank you for dropping that gem as well. Uh, again, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate the listeners for listening every week. Again, don't forget to chastise these white people. Y'all stay liberal and black, okay? <laughs> bang, bang.